Hey, good morning. Patrick said you made it. I like when Elijah was praying, he says, uh, help us to stay awake. <laughs> you know, I stopped at the uh, stop and shop on the way here to get some stuff for communion. As, uh, we needed, I thought we needed some anyways. And uh, I went through the self, you know, where you do it yourself. And I noticed, you know, as I'm finishing up, I noticed there's some, there was somebody there, but they were like behind some things. And, you know, they always have somebody who kind of keeps an eye and make you don't just pretend like you're going through the self-check and then you just walk out with all the stuff. I didn't do that, but. But I looked, I looked at her, I walked to where I could see her, and she had her eyes closed. And I, and I stood there for a second, like looking at her, like to say thank you or something. I'm sure she was asleep, no doubt about it. So for her, it was stop and sleep. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's not what I want to talk about today, but... Um, I'm going to do something completely different today. I hadn't planned on doing this until this morning. And you know, those of you who've been here for a long time, you know I don't do that very often. But <clears throat> I just want to, to, to have a focus on prayer this morning. To, if you want to turn with me, first of all, we've got a few different passages we're going to look at today. But let's start with Matthew chapter 21, and verse, uh, starting in verse 12. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12 and 13. It says, it says there that Jesus entered the temple and... Where'd that slide go? Is that it? No, there it is. Jesus entered the temple area and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. Now, I don't think for a moment that, that our church is like that. I think there are churches like that, and I think we'll probably talk a little bit about that next week in the study that I had planned for today, that that it's really all about money. It's really all about taking from people. I don't think that that's what we have here, but, but it's very powerful what Jesus said. He said, it's written that my house would be called a house of prayer. Prayer is, you know, is uh, kind of the, the thing. I was reading a book. I am reading a book by Jim Symbol called Fresh Wind, fresh fire. How many of you read, have read that ever? One. Uh, he's from the Brooklyn Tabernacle, and but he talks about he talks about this and and kind of they they had an emphasis on prayer. They have an emphasis on prayer, and and I think we do too. Let me let me say that in the beginning, we pray a lot in a lot of different settings, a lot of different uh, ways. There's a lot of prayer going on. There's prayer requests that we send out. Uh, by email, which reminds me, if you want to be you know, in on that, uh, if you put your email address in the box, you'll get added to that list. Uh, one problem that I did have, though, is two people or two email um, addresses got put in there with no names. 
And, you know, you can't most of the times tell who that is, so I can't really add it to the list until I know who it is. It, it won't let me do that, uh, this, this uh, email program that we're using. So if you did that, uh, put it in again with your name, please. That way, if we ever, um, you know, from time to time, we, we uh, purge the list of people that haven't been here for like five years, uh, uh, you know, we'll know who they are. We'll know who you are. Um, so I got off my train of thought here. We send out emails for prayer, and uh, Jim and I were talking about this. You know, if you get one of those, a good idea, this is a good idea for me, for you, is to pray right then. Yes, amen. So don't say, well, yeah, I'm going to pray about that later on. Because if you're like me, you're going to forget. Pray about what again? You know, so pray right then. And, and, and even if somebody tells you something, even here on a Sunday, and they say, I'm, you know, I've been having a hard time with, Let's pray. pray right then. Amen. That's what I, I've discovered is important to do. Because, you know, for me to say, you know, I'll pray, for, I'll pray for you about that. And then I go about my business and I completely forget. And then I see them the next week and I go, oh, yeah, they had that problem going on. And I, I forgot Amen. to pray for them. Somebody, somebody, a really good friend of mine, uh, actually a pastor who, who uh, ordained uh, me uh, many, many years ago. He is in New Jersey right now uh, working at uh, Calvary Chapel Old Bridge as the principal of the school there. Well, he said, you know, well, they're doing something at the school there, the Christian school, and he said, can you pray for me about this? And, and I, you know, I think I said yes. And then he sent me another uh, text or email, whatever it was, and said, thank you so much for praying for me. <laughs> so I had to answer him back. I couldn't say, you know, I'll just let that go. I had to say, you know what, I'm really sorry, but I didn't pray for you. <laughs> and, and I should have prayed right then. Amen. So prayer... Prayer is something, you know, that, that is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. Jesus said, my house will be held, ha, called the house of prayer. Uh, Jim Cimbala, who I was uh, getting to, uh, he said, Jesus didn't say my house will be called a house of preaching or a house of fellowship or any other kind of house. He says it'll be a house of prayer. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have preaching because we believe in the word of God as our foundation. That doesn't mean we don't have fellowship, because without fellowship, that's why we're here. That's why we come together. Uh, it's great that we can have technology to, you know, reach people over the Internet, but that's not exactly fellowship, just so you know that. Or did you know that? That's kind of like quasi-fellowship, techno-fellowship, which is really no fellowship. It's, I guess, techno, just take off the tech and then it's no fellowship. Now, that, those of you li listening right now, watching, I understand you can't be here for one reason or another, but if this is your church watching online, it's, it's, that's not fellowship. Acts 2.42 says what? They, you know, they, they uh, devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to, the, uh, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. That's the things they were all kind of focused in on. And, we, and, we, and that's been a foundational verse for our church from 
uh, day one, really. And, and so all those things are important. But Jesus said, he pointed this out, that Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. That prayer, there's, there's something very, very unique, something very, very special about prayer. It's this connection with God. Jim's going to come up in a second and talk about this. But, but, but we need to understand, Jesus uh, wants us to pray. Uh, in Second Chronicles, a verse that we all know and sometimes even quote, you know, if my people, what, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and pray, then I'll hear from heaven and I, I will come and I will heal their land. Well, we need some healing. Amen. We need some healing in our land. We need some healing in our world, in our church. We need healing in, in, in our families. We need healing in our own selves and our own bodies even. And so I thought, you know, uh, we're kind of trying to get back to normal in some ways. And, and why not, you know, f- start with prayer? Why not revisit prayer and, and refocus on prayer? So uh, Jim's going to come up for a second. I asked him this morning, you know, what would, he, what would you say if I asked you uh, about prayer? What would you say? And we talked for a few minutes, and he's going to come and, and talk about that. And then I'm going to come up, and, and I have some more things to share, and then we're going to do it. It's, I could talk for an hour about prayer, right? Prayer is so good. It's so wonderful. And, and you know, you get so much, and all. I could go on and on for an hour about prayer. But, but my house will be called a house of teaching about prayer or a house of prayer. And so we're going to take some time to pray. We're going to pray uh, as a group, corporately, and then uh, we'll, we'll have a time for, maybe you need someone to pray for you. We'll have people here that, that can pray for you for a few minutes, and then we're going to have communion. Sound good? Okay, let's hear what Jim has to say first, and this is Jim. Jim, you, you come over here wherever you like. Hello. Hello. Good morning. So these are Jim's thoughts on prayer, and I'm sure you all can't wait. Um, So I'm going to call these, this is what I think about prayer, so some of this is encouragement and suggestions. It's up to you to develop your own prayer life. But from a human perspective, this is what I think. Prayer makes no sense whatsoever. Because I pray in my mind, well, well, there's no sound. Who can hear me? Or even if I'm praying here, well, you're listening, but is God listening? This is a big world, 7 billion people. How does God even know that I exist? He's so busy. He's got so much to do. He's holding the universe together. How can he even hear me? Well, one thing I can tell you, and this is my opinion, but I believe it's true. When you're praying, you're, you're it. There's nobody else. It's you and God. He's listening to you. Everybody, everything else is gone. He's listening to you. So, as I said, prayer doesn't make any sense, but, but Jesus said to prayer, mandate. Anybody sick of that word mandate? But it's a mandate from Jesus. Jesus said pray. Pray. It's, so Jesus thinks it's important, so it must be important. And Jesus needed to pray. He went off to pray. Well, well, Jesus is the Word. He's the Creator. 
Why does he need to pray? He and the Father are one. But when he was on earth, he needed to be in fellowship with the Father. And that fellowship was, came through prayer. Now, you can pray all day long, which is good. You, wherever, you can pray all day long. You know, pray, Father, I pray about, pray about this. But I would suggest there should be a special time where you get alone with God on your knees in humility and pray. And don't just pray, you know, like my, my list is like, hey, okay, okay, God, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And uh, fill that out, please, and uh, I'll get back to you later. It, it's more than that. Does God want us to ask for things? Sure. Give us a stay, our daily bread. Forgive us our sin. You know, God wants us to ask specifically for things. Pray that God provide a nice home for you and food and, you know, take care of your family and good health. Sure, you can ask for things. That's God. Father wants that. Children ask their parents things all the time. They ask their fathers things. And he'll answer them, and they'll say, why? And he'll, they'll, he'll, he'll answer them, and they'll say, why? You know, that's, we ask why a lot. And I don't think God gets impatient. I think he wants to hear from us no matter what we think is foolish or what we think is serious. But my opinion, where you want true fellowship with God, you want a relationship with God, it comes through prayer. And so I would encourage you to do that uh, to build your relationship with God. If I could just give a personal testimony and I pray about anything. If you, if you need a prayer request and you, want, you ask me to pray, I guarantee you I'll pray. As a matter of fact, one thing that's very hard, if you get in my prayer list and that need is fulfilled, it's over. I can't, it's hard for me to get it off. I just want to keep praying about it because I am committed to prayer. Uh, so that's how I feel about it. But a personal testimony, uh, I owned a business for 20 years. I had a partner, and there's lots of room for prayer there, a lot of stress, Rarely anything goes right. But the last two years were just very difficult. My partner got sick. He had cancer. So he was out a whole year, so I was by myself. Now, we had two different jobs. His job was totally separate. So now I'm covering his job. Then he died. And so I was alone again. So for two years, I was alone running the business. And for 24-7, there was nothing but stress. Even when I slept at night, if I was awake, I'm, I'm stressing out. A lot of tension, a lot of stress. It was killing me. So I'd pray all the day long, of course. But when I got home from work, first thing I'd do is get on my knees and pray. And I'd just pour out my heart to God. His help, please help. Now, when I was done praying, I'd get up. You know what? The situation didn't change. But I felt confidence in knowing that God was with me and that he was going to get me through this. And two years later, I was able to sell the business, and I'll tell you, God answered prayer above what I even could have asked for. And it was nothing but miraculous. But all I can finish by telling you that if you pray, God's listening, and he wants to hear from you. If you have a friend and you never see them and you never talk to them, your friendship dies. You need to have a relationship with God. Stay in touch. Pray. Speak to him. Talk to him. You know, you know, just talk like, like, like he's real, like you're really talking to somebody because he wants to hear from you because he loves you and he, and he wants a relationship with you. So I uh, appreciate you listening. Thank you. Wow. That's all I can say. You know, some of you know Jim. He's the man of few words. 
But he prays. This guy prays. And, and uh, if, you ha- if you have a prayer request, he'll pray for you. And we all should. Uh, another passage I want to look at today, Psalm 141, if you'll turn there with me, please. Psalm 141, briefly, because our time is already uh, going by, I thought, well, it's, you know, we're going to have a lot of time to do everything we want to do. Psalm 141, verse 1, David prays and Man, you know, the song, I love the songs, but, you know, you, you can hear his heart, and it's like, it's like us. I feel this. He says, O oh Lord, I call to you. Come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. Is that like a prayer that you and I pray? We get in trouble, and we say, Lord, come. Come quickly. Come help me. I'm, I'm in desperate need. But look what it says in verse 2. It says this, May my prayer be set before you like incense. May my prayer be set before you like incense. That is so, that is so sweet when you begin to look into that and, and the, the, the concepts and the truths that are found in there, this idea of incense. He says also, may the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. So there's something in here about, about worship, about this, this thing. In, in uh, Proverbs it says this, that, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. That's what Jim was talking about. It's his delight. He delights to hear from you and from me. You know, when you look in the Old Testament about this idea of incense and the, the offerings, you know, it was a very special formula that they would have to follow very, you know, precisely and, and, but it was only to be to the Lord. You don't pray to anybody else. You pray only to the Lord. That's why, you know, all false religions and all, they pray to all kinds of different uh, false gods or whatever. But the Lord said, pray only to Him. But it's like this incense, and, and it was a daily thing. They would burn this incense upon the altar daily. The book of Revelation uh, in two places, it talks about the prayers of the saints, and it says they were, they were like these golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. It's like in heaven, he's like saving these things up. But incense itself, you know, uh, John Owen, who, who was basically from the 1600s, a uh, Puritan writer, I, I came across this when I was studying this passage, He said these things about incense. Uh, Number one, it was beaten and pounded. In other words, they would would have to make this stuff and then they would beat it and pound it until they got it just right. And And he talked about you and I in prayer. He says, you know, it proceeds from a broken and a contrite heart. You and I, we come to this place where, you know, Psalm 51, that's where that comes from, where David was broken before the Lord. The second thing he said was, it was of no use, I like this, until fire was put under it. You can have the incense there, all right, all right, but it's not going to give forth anything until what? Until you put fire under it. And then it starts to release the fragrance, you see. 
to just do rote prayers or just do some mechanical prayers. We need to, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to, to infuse our prayers, to fill us with, you know, the fire to pray. Thirdly, he said it, it naturally ascended upwards towards heaven. And when you, when you burn incense, I, I don't do burn, I don't burn any incense, you know, but I used to back in my, never mind. And, 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 but incense, you burn incense and it goes up naturally, right? And that's, that's where it is. It goes right to the, right to the throne of God. And fourthly, he said this, that it yielded a sweet savor unto God, wherein he is well pleased. He's just blessed by it. As I, as I read to you from Proverbs uh, chapter 15, the prayer of the upright is his delight. He loves it. He loves it when we pray. So we're going to take a few minutes, just a few minutes now, and, and just open it up. We're going to pray. We're going to stop the video so nobody's going to watch you. They can't hear you anyways, even we have it on. But those of you at home, I, I'm sorry we're going to shut this off because this is, a, this is a, a, a kind of a personal thing where we just lift up our hearts before God. We're going to do that for a few minutes. And then, and then we're going to have, if you, need prayer, if you want someone to pray for you, you can come here and we're going to have people to pray for you for a few minutes just before we have communion. So Patrick's going to come and help me. Jim's going to help me. Uh, and then maybe uh, one, of you, one or two of you gals can come up and help pray for, for folks as well. So let's take a few minutes now. Is that okay with you? It's not something we do every week. We haven't done it for a while. We have done it before, but we're, we're going to do that now. And just speak loudly. Be concise. Don't pray for 10 minutes. Save time for someone else. Okay, let's do that. Who wants to go first?